Hello and welcome to Wagawheel Coffee Table. It's a film podcast. back to the Wagon Wheel Coffee Table podcast. I'm your host, Eris. Uh, it's been a few weeks since I've recorded one of these. I think it's going to be about three weeks when this goes up between this one and the last one. Um, it's been for a couple of reasons, really. Um, I kind of go into them during this episode, but basically this episode is... I'm not going to really be talking about anything specific. Um, no like specific film, no specific topic, anything like that. Um... I just thought I'd sit down and just chat for a little bit, mainly because I've been pretty busy recently, um, so I haven't really had time to kind of plan what I wanted, what episodes I want to do, like watch films that I want to do episodes episodes on, anything like that. I haven't really had the time or really the energy to do it, just because I've been kind of, uh, you know, thinking and doing about doing loads of other stuff in like my actual life. Oh wait, actual life? That sounds weird. But like in my non-podcast life <laughs> if that makes any sense um so yeah like I we might as well just go straight into it so I'm not gonna be talking about any films today but um between the last episode and this one uh me and my girlfriend went to Paris for about a week um so that was really fun so I wasn't able to do um a podcast record anything that week I didn't really prepare anything just because if I had to, I would have actually prepared like one, maybe two episodes, and I just didn't have the time. I was work. I work full time. I have a full time job, so I can't really like do extra during the week. Like the maximum I can do is probably one episode a week when I'm like not busy. But this week's just been a bit crazy. So yeah, I mean, my girlfriend went to Paris. It was really fun. I'd been to Paris once for like a few days when I went interrailing when I was eighteen, um, but I didn't really experience it much. I kind of went to the Eiffel Tower, but didn't go up it. Um, and kind of wandered around Paris with people from my hostel for a bit, and like, I wandered around Paris, back then I had a phone that was like half broken, and it was really a mistake of mine to go to interrelating with a half broken phone, but, I, I and I was scared of taking public transport, so I basically used to sit off from my hostel, which was near the station, I think Garden Nord, the one that um, the uh, Eurostar arrives at, I used to just sit off from my hostel and just walk vaguely to the well that day I walked vaguely to the Louvre or Louvre um and I was there and, I, and my phone ran out of charge while last whilst I was at the Louvre I think um I didn't go in I was just outside it because I didn't have any money um and then I could see the Eiffel Tower in the distance so I was like right I'll just walk to the Eiffel Tower so I didn't have a phone to look at maps I just like walked to the Eiffel Tower because I could see the top of it so I just walked in that general direction but then when I got to the Eiffel Tower I was like oh, I'm going to now have to get back to the hostel, but I don't have a phone to look at maps or anything like that. So I had to go to a corner shop and buy a map, like a proper big scale map of Paris, and like try and, tra- I travel by map. I'm, I'm, basi- I'm basically an, an what's it, orienteer? No, I can't remember. I can't remember what the word is, but because I knew my hostel was like right next to the train station so I just searched for the train station I knew where I was because I was like next to the Eiffel Tower uh, and just, just tried to find my way home it's a pretty stressful day that one I'm not gonna lie pretty stressful day 
Um, but this this time was much less stressful because I'm an actual adult and I was with somebody as well. I was with my girlfriend, so it's it was much nicer. And we did went in the Louvre, saw the Mona Lisa. Um, it is small, like that's what that's what everyone says, but it is very small. Um, it was really cool the Louvre. I'm I, I'm interested in like mythology and stuff, uh, so it was quite cool to see like the Egyptian stuff, even though. Like, we were talking about it while we were there, that it feels very weird to be walking around in France, like, a, a museum in France, but seeing, like, things from all around the world and thinking, like, these shouldn't really be here. It's the same with, like, the British Museum and all that sort of stuff. Like, this stuff really shouldn't be here. I'm really not breaking any ground with that opinion, but I just... It did kind of hit me. Like, I was reading the stuff and it was really interesting, but it just, just did kind of hit me that, like, oh, this place, this stuff doesn't belong here. Um, but yeah. Anyway, what else did we do? We went up the Eiffel Tower. It was pretty cold up there, but it was it was really it was cool to do do like the classic tourist things. Like we went to Versailles, uh, and we went up the Arc de Triomphe, and we went to Notre Dame. We went to the Pantheon. So we did all these like classic touristy things, but it was, it, although that in theory that seems quite like basic but it was quite fun to do the touristy things to see the most Mona Lisa to go up the Eiffel Tower to go up the Arc de Triomphe it was quite cool to do the classic touristy things and like Versailles because I'm pretty anti-royal um like especially to do with like uh monarchy here in the UK um I'm pretty anti that sort of stuff so it was interesting to go to a place well, I didn't really know what to expect because I knew, obviously, the French overthrew their monarchy um, a couple of hundred years ago. So I kind of was aware that, like, they don't like ro- ro- royals and the monarchy in France. But I, I thought that Versailles was going to be, like, different. It was going to be celebrating the royals. But it really wasn't. It was just... Because we were listening to the audio, um, like, information you get on... Because you can get an app that tells you, like, about it. And we were listening to that, and it wasn't really giving an opinion, which I quite liked. Like, the there was no... Because I thought it was going to be, like, a celebration of the royals, just because that's what I'm used to in England. Um, but it really wasn't. It was just kind of, like, giving information, and it was it was telling you about, like, the grandeur and all that stuff. It was also still quite, like, anti-royal. Well, it wasn't anti-royal. I just remember it being, like, not making fun of them a little bit, but saying, like, yeah, this is a bit ridiculous. I can't um, think of specific examples, but it wasn't... I was expecting it to be a celebration of the royals, but then I forgot, no, we're in we're in France, like, and this is, like, the... Uh, the metaphor... Like, this building is, like, the metaphor for the... the whole attitude, so, like, they've overthrown it, but... So it was, it was still that. I forgot that it was still that. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I was expecting something different to what it was. Um, which was interesting to discover that. And it was still a really cool place, like the grandeur of it and um, all the massive paintings and the different rooms and stuff. It wasn't like huge as I was expecting. Actually, no, it was pretty big. Like there was one there's one room with paintings all the way down the side, kind of like depicting the entirety of French history. That was pretty interesting. That was probably the best part of it. But yeah, it's definitely an interesting place. Um and it kind of made me thinking, yeah, we should just kick everyone out of Buckingham Palace and open it up because we'd make way more money off of that than people just turning up outside the gate and waving for a bit. Um, 
but you know that's that's neither here or there and this isn't the place <laughs> this isn't the place for that my my uh, rep- republican no not republican that sounds um that wait is that the right word i don't even know this isn't the place this isn't the place for my views on that i don't think people turn people tune in for films um but today i'm not talking about films i'm talking about life and what's going on but yeah so we went to paris that was that was fun um, we had a good time, um, and we're back in England at the minute for a couple of weeks, and then we go to Poland, um, where my girlfriend is from, so we're staying there for a couple of weeks, uh, going to a wedding, and just hanging out with her family and stuff, so really looking forward to that as well, but it just means that I've had, like, a week of being on holiday, um, and now I've got, like, two weeks, a week and a half of, um, like, unpacking, packing, sorting stuff out, buying things that we need for the wedding, and the trip and all that sort of stuff, sorting out like luggage and all those kinds of things. And, and we're also working like basically nonstop between now and then, um, apart from like a couple of days. So it's very difficult to just cram everything in as well as um, like recording recording and editing multiple episodes of the podcast and like watching films. Like at the minute, watching a film seems like such a effort. Like I'm off work today. I could watch a film, but I just don't. I'm just not really feeling it at the minute. Like, the idea of putting a film on just kind of exhausts me a little bit at the minute. And I know... I don't really know why that is, actually. I was going to say I know why that is, but I actually don't know why that is. Um, I'm not sure if the having a podcast has anything to do with it. I think at the minute I'm kind of... I'm kind of aware that in order for me to do an episode a podcast episode on a film it needs to be quite an interesting film and one I can talk about a lot because if it's just me talking about a film I need to be able to talk about this film for like 30 to 40 minutes so it's difficult to get films that do that and I kind of want to steer away from just doing one film you probably noticed that in the last few episodes and you'll notice that in the next few episodes as well because it's quite difficult to chat about a film for so long so yeah, it's definitely... I haven't seen a film in a quite a while. Like The last film I watched was Guardians of the Galaxy 3, and I already spoke about this that on this show. So I haven't watched one in a good few weeks. But, you know, I'm, 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 I just, I'm just more interested in just sticking on a TV show at the minute. Like, I was watching Parks and Rec. I did the episode on sitcoms. I'm now re-watching How Met Your Mother for the millionth time. You know, it's just... I'm just more interested in just sticking something on and, like just playing football manager and switching my mind off or just being on my phone and just flicking through Instagram or YouTube or something or I don't know I'm just the idea of putting on a film at the minute just kind of exhausts me a little bit but I am seeing viewers afraid this weekend with my friend um so I'm really looking forward to that I haven't seen an Ari Aster film yet though um so this will be my first one so I'm not really sure what to expect but I'm assuming everyone who's either seen an Ariesta film or seen Viewers Afraid has heard me say that and is now laughing at me. So, um, but we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, what else? What's else going on? Yeah, we're going to Polish. Oh, I've been learning Polish. Um, that's been happening for a few months now, but it's really difficult. Um, really, really difficult. I have a. This isn't sponsored, but I I found obviously it's not. I don't have many listeners, but and I I have a. A service called, uh, I think it's called Preply or Preply. I don't know how you say it, but basically, it's like a huge database of like normal, normal people, like not registered teachers. Well, I guess some of them are registered teachers, but a lot of them are just like normal people, you know, having like a side business, 
um, who speak a language and want to teach people. Um, so it's just like people, you can message people to say, hey, I want to learn Polish. Do you have availability on this day? And they go, yeah. So this lady's been teaching me Polish. And every week I've been sitting down for an hour and trying to learn some Polish. And it's really, really difficult. Um, it's, I know it's it's like famous for being a difficult language to learn, but it, it is difficult. <laughs> like, I don't know. I think maybe people who say it's difficult to learn haven't actually tried to learn it, but it is very difficult. But it's very interesting and it's it's quite I'm enjoying learning something because at school I learned French for a year and year eight I learned Spanish between years seven to nine I didn't really enjoy it and now it's it seems like it's easy to learn when you're a kid and it's quite fun to learn something when you're an adult and like put the effort into learning I I'm definitely not putting as much effort as I should do like I'm I should I should be like learning every day and speaking it every day but I just Again, I'm just tired at the minute. I'm just like, I can't, I'm just tired. And it's difficult to put lots of effort into something as well when you're working full time and just like stressing about holidays and all that sort of stuff. But I'm enjoying learning at least. And it's quite fun to like learn a new language actually. And it's good to, to have a purpose as well. Cause like the purpose of this is for me to be able to speak with my girlfriend's family my girlfriend's extended family because a lot of her family speak english but to not be am i going too deep here and probably not but like when i'm around her family they have to speak well they they because they're nice people they speak english when they're around me and i always feel guilty like going to a polish family's home and having to having like making them speak english like i'm not making them but they're you know they're, they're good people they want to make me feel included so they speak english and it, was, it just makes me feel bad that like i'm making them speak another language um so i want to that's kind of the main reason i want to learn is not only to like learn my girlfriend's mother tongue but also to be able to not only just like communicate but understand conversations and not and be in a room full of Polish people and understand what's happening and being able to communicate a little bit. Um, I'm not confident at all. Like when we go on holiday, I probably wouldn't speak that much just because I'm not confident at all. Um, but I'm getting a better understanding. Like when I hear my girlfriend and her family talk on the phone or whatever, I understand more of what's happening. Um, and like last time I went to Poland, I hadn't learned any by that point. But after being there for a week, you kind of understand sort of what conversations are about and, you know, you, you kind of pick up on certain words and there's like reoccurring words that you're like, oh, okay, they, so this is what they're talking about. You know, this is the, you get an understanding of like, this is the feeling of what they're talking about. So then you can guess what they're talking about. And like over lockdown, I spent a lot of time. I lived with her and her family for a while and they have Polish TV. So I'd be watching a lot of Polish TV and you get a sense of the language through that as well. So... I think I need to start like maybe watching films with Polish subtitles or watching films in Polish with English subtitles because that seems it's just just like more like f information going into your head that's Polish is probably better but we'll see how that goes it's just really difficult at the minute I'm struggling to get like my head around certain words like I'm I've learned like to live to have and to be those are like ones that I've kind of learning at the minute like the different forms of that like you have we have she has all that sort of stuff um and like the, their words change depending on what words next to it and um what like like a, a tree 
is it has a different word. Like a small tree isn't like the word for tree with the word for small next to it. Actually, it is, but there's also you can say that, but there's also like a different word for a small tree, um, for example. So it's just, I think that's right. Anyway, maybe that's wrong. I'm not Polish. I don't know. Um, but there's things like that that is difficult to get your head around. But I'm getting on with it, and it's it's fun to do. Um, I actually wrote a list of um, things I wanted to talk about today. Just that I, like yesterday I was just at work and a bit bored to be honest. So I was, put, I was writing down things that have just been on my mind recently. Um, some of them are f- uh, film related, but uh, yeah. So I've been, I've been trying to read more. Well, in the last few days I started reading again. Like I used to read a lot when I was a kid and then I studied English literature at college and that kind of broke me. Because I we studied Test of the Durbervilles and I hated it so much that I just it broke me. And since then, I haven't been reading that much. We used to do reading at uni, but it was more like a chapter of a textbook um, rather than like a whole book. They probably they asked us to like read whole books, but I never did. Um, but I've been trying to read more, and I, I, basically this morning, because um, I was thinking about this, I went through the books. Me and my girlfriend have like a bookshelf in our apartment with like all the books we have. I didn't need to explain what a bookshelf was. Um, and I was going through them and I wrote down every single book that's on there that I started reading and didn't finish. Like, I haven't finished a book in a... Probably since lockdown. No, I've, I've finished one since lockdown. I read maybe two or three over lockdown. So that's over the space of, like, a year. I read two or three. And then after that, I've read one. And then this these books probably... Probably over the last, like, five years is, is these books. But... There's a lot that are recent that I've tried to... St- I've started reading and thought, and either I've started reading Enjoyed and then never got back to it. I've started reading It's Too Complicated and I get annoyed that I can't understand it. Or I just started reading and I haven't enjoyed it. But these are all the books I've that are on my bookshelf that I've read either like a few pages of, half of, three quarters of, whatever. So, in no particular order. Metamorphosis and Other Stories. The Modern Beastry. The five people you meet in heaven. We need to talk about Kevin. 1984, A Time of Gifts, War of the Worlds, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Egyptian Mythology, Quiet, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, Heroes, Genghis Khan and Making of the Modern World. Those are all the books that are on my bookshelf that I started and never finished. And it gets so annoying because I see them all the time. I'm like, wow, I need to finish. Because all those are interesting books and books I would like to read. But it's just annoying, like, and I start a book and I think, right, this is the book I'm going to finish. Like, I finished Treasure Treasure Island, I think was the last book I finished. And that was so difficult to read, because the language is so, like, old. Um, but I was like, it's such a short book, I have to finish it. So I ended up doing it. But I started reading, so like, to keep trying to get myself back into reading, I picked up a book that I knew I like, which is Normal People. I read Conversations with Friends over lockdown uh, and really enjoyed it. And Normal People's probably my favourite, like, limited series TV show. Obviously, there are other TV shows like Doctor Who and all that sort of stuff that I like. But in terms of limited series, like, Normal People's probably my favourite. And I'll probably do an episode on it at some point, so I'll not go into that. But and So that means I knew I'd like the book. And I knew I'd like... I'd liked other books written by the author, Sally Rooney. So I've started reading that. I'm already, like, halfway through. I've been reading it for a couple of days. So this is definitely getting me back into it. So next, I kind of want to read some of the short books that are in there. So maybe, like... Andrew, uh, do Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, or what else is short on here? Uh, Metaphor, Met- Metamorphosis is quite a short book, but it's 
quite the language is quite different so Genghis Khan and the making of the modern world um that's quite a short book um but it's very confusing language and lots of information all at once and it's just very difficult to read I got about a quarter of the way through but it's just very difficult to read um but it's really interesting like I have kind of phases of interesting things so I have lots of books on mythology um I read Neil Gaiman's Norse mythology book I read one of Stephen Fry's Greek mythology books and those are two of the books I read over lockdown um and I bought like an Egyptian mythology book and another one of Stephen Fry's books but I just and obviously the Genghis Khan that isn't mythology but it's kind of history and that kind of thing but I, re- I, get, I buy these books, I start reading them, and, and I just think, oh, this is so confusing, this is so much information, I, I give up. But, you know, I, I want to finish these books at some point, but I just never get around to it. But So you have to help, You have to hold me accountable. All you, all you thousands of listeners out there, you have to hold me accountable. Actually, this week... Um, so, okay, let me start that again. So there's a lot of films coming out in June and July that I'm really excited for. So we have Spider-Verse, Oppenheimer, Barbie, Elemental, Asteroid City, Indiana Jones, and I guess The Flash, but I think I'll probably not watch that just because Ezra Miller's in it and I don't want to, um, like, engage in anything that they do. So yeah, I, there's all those films coming out and lots of films that I'm like, really excited for, like Oppenheimer, Barbie, Asteroid City, Spider-Verse comes out in a week. Um, like, I'm really excited for those. And I was really excited for Indiana Jones, but... It's not doing very well. It, like it's just opened at Cannes and it got a seven-minute standing ovation. But yeah, it, it's getting hammered in the reviews for people who watched it at Cannes. So I don't understand. But it got me thinking that Cannes Film Festival standing ovation is bullshit, right? Like the longest I googled this, the longest standing ovation at Cannes Film Festival was Pan's Labyrinth, directed by Guillermo del, Guillermo del Toro, and it got a twenty-two minute standing ovation. 22 minutes. Can you imagine clapping for 22 minutes? and Or or being Guillermo del Toro and having to stand there for 22 minutes while people clap you. That sounds like my worst nightmare. And like, who... It just seems bullshit because it seems like every film gets a standing ovation. It's like, oh, Indiana Jones gets a standing ovation, but yet gets hammered in the reviews. It doesn't make any sense. I just don't understand... Does everyone like look around at each other and think, okay, it's been seven minutes, let's let's enough. And for Pan's Labyrinth, everyone was just like, oh no, we're just gonna keep going. And then someone looks at the watch, oh, it's been twenty two minutes. Start looking around, yeah, okay, it's been twenty two minutes. Like, I like clapping for more than thirty seconds kind of freaks me out. Like, imagine being, I don't know, Harrison Ford standing there for seven minutes. I know I've seen the video of him like tearing up and getting emotional and stuff, but for seven minutes. Having to stand there and take in a standing ovation for seven minutes just sounds horrible. Sounds like my worst nightmare. But maybe these egotistical Hollywood types love it. I don't know. But yeah, Indiana Jones got bad reviews, which is very disappointing. Um, I was listening to The Weekly Planet, which is a famous podcast uh, by the Australian guys, um, Nick Mason and uh, Mr. Sunday Movies. <laughs> I call him Mr. Sunday Movies because that's what his YouTube channel is called. But, you know, um, James... I can't remember his second name. Anyway, his name's James. So yeah, like they they have a podcast where they talk about comic book movies and other films and stuff. And they were talking about how um, people say it's not as bad as the Crystal Skull, but it's not that much better, um, which is disappointing. 
because I kind of had high hopes. I don't know when Phoebe, whenever Phoebe Waller-Bridge is in something, you think it'll be good. Um, but we'll see. We've got to form our own opinion, right? So we can't just go off critics. We've got to form our own opinion. We've got to figure out if we like it or not. I think, and they were talking about it in this podcast, that the reviews are so bad that my expectations are now so low that I'll probably just finish it and think, oh, that was a bit of fun. Yeah, that was a bit, that was a bit of fun. Yeah, it was fine. What happened? What was a film that happened like that recently? I can't remember what it was, but there was something that got hammered in the reviews and I watched it. And I was like, oh, actually, that's just a bit of fun, actually. Oh, maybe it was the Super Mario Bros. movie. Like, it got hammered, but I was, it was like, oh, that's actually pretty good. So, yeah, in cases like that, it's it's quite good to, like, read a little bit review, a little bit of the reviews. Because if it's bad review, it kind of, it kind of, like, puts your expectations down. If it's bad, it's not as bad as it would have been. But if it, if it, if, if something raises your expectations, you get really hyped for it. And if it's really good, yeah, it's, it's even better. Um... Because there's nothing better than something exceeding your expectations. Um, so that's why like I didn't like hate Super Mario. I think if I went into Super Mario and everyone was saying it was the greatest film ever made and it was that, you'd be like, oh, this is actually even worse than what I actually think. Um, so I think a lot about like, what's the worst film I've ever seen. Well, I don't think about it a lot, but it's, it's something that I've thought about uh, at least a few times in my life. And there are certain films which are like horrifically bad. Um, let's, I'll, I'll shout some out now. Why not? I should probably do an episode on this. Um, but let me go to my letterbox and go, go to all films and sort it from lowest, your, your rating lowest first. So we've got Sarah Burgess is a loser, 365 days, 50 shades darker. That's my boy, Marmaduke. All these things are half a star. Batman versus Superman. Now, Batman vs. Superman is one of the films where my expectations were pretty high for it. I watched it, hated it, and that's why it's even lower. It's probably not a half-a-star film. It's, it definitely isn't, actually, but it just... The disappointment. Something like... I don't know if this is here, actually. It probably isn't, but I remember the first example of this uh, when I was a kid of being like let down by a film is the film Bolt. I don't know if you remember this. It was an animated film about a... Well, I thought was like a super dog. Um... So I went to watch it, and it's actually about an actor, an acting dog, who plays a super dog in a TV show, but he gets fired, and he has to kind of realise that he doesn't have superpowers in real life, and he has his, his real superpower is friendship, or whatever like that. It's actually a really beautiful story about accepting, your, you, accepting yourself, and it's just interesting that they kind of... Because all, all I'd seen of the film as a kid was that it was... A film about a superhero dog. That's what most of the trailers were about. Most of the trailers that I'd seen were about that. And I was like younger than 10 at the time, I think, when it came out. So this film came out and it wasn't. It was about a dog who didn't have superpowers, who was just an actor. So I went kind of through the same process as the dog did in the film. But I remember being so disappointed like that. I hated the film. I was like, what? I was I was told I saw it was going to be a film about a dog that has laser eyes and super strength. And super speed and a super bark. But it doesn't. What the fuck? And I was so disappointed and I hated that film forever. And I, I still haven't rewatched it. I had the DS, Nintendo DS game. Um, but I, I hated that film and I haven't rewatched it. But I 
like thinking about it more if my expectations have gone in differently I probably really liked it because it's actually a really nice story and really funny story and I'm sure lots of people have films like that where your expectations were so high for it it kind of fell short so that made you like maybe dislike it then you probably really do for example like everything ever all at once I thought was gonna be the greatest film I've ever seen and it wasn't which made me like feel disappointed which probably made me not rate it as highly as I probably should have done um but you got to think about these things in retrospect like same with Batman versus Superman like I probably would like that more than I do it's still not a good film but it's not half a star probably but some of these are half a star like Sierra Burgess is a loser which is the film makes zero sense Sierra Burgess is a loser if you haven't seen this film it was on Netflix I don't know if it's still on Netflix but it's basically about um Bob from Stranger Things the actress is an unpopular girl at school and she takes the pictures she starts catfishing this guy takes the fi- takes the pictures from the most popular girl in school starts catfishing this guy and then gets the popular girl involved and she she's okay with it because the unpopular girl is helping with her homework and it seems like it's the film thinks it's okay for this Sierra Burgess to be the worst person and to catfish this guy because she's not popular and because she's like the, the film tells us she's ugly. She's not an ugly person. Like the actress is not ugly at all, but the film tells us she's ugly. So that makes it okay that she's a bad person. Like you're meant to empathize with her, not because she's a good person with a good heart, but because she's ugly and because she's unpopular. Like, no, that's enough. She needs to be unpopular and also a good person. She's a bad person. So don't try and make me empathize with her because I don't like her. Anyway, sorry. I didn't think I'd be talking about Sierra Burgess today. But anyway. Oh yeah, Indiana Jones is bad. Oh yeah, that's what I was talking about. But, you know, we'll see. We'll make our own opinion. Oh yeah, Fast X came out recently. Or this week, actually. And I don't know who's watching it. Like, I work in a cinema, and it's pretty busy. Why? Why are people watching this shit? It's it's actually a pretty big testament that the 10th one is still doing so well. But still, why are people watching this? I went into I went into the screen while I was at work. And I was in there for... F- maybe 30 seconds while Fast X was on and what isn't Don Toretto is that his name I don't know said family three times I was like oh god this can't be real they can't it's right I've never seen a Fast and Furious film I think I might have seen the first one but I can't remember it are they and this kind of this will kind of are they are they films where everyone's taking it very seriously who's in it there's no like wink to camera because this is what changes it for me if there's kind of like a oh this is ridiculous isn't it you know we're we're fighting the the fucking terrorists with cars or whatever i don't know what they do like if if they're taking that shit seriously then it's unbearable like if they're like deadly serious if like vin diesel's very serious about family you know family's the most important thing and in order to save our family, I've got to jump out of a plane in a car and then accelerate while I'm in midair because that doesn't make any sense. Um, if that's taken 100% seriously, if no one afterwards goes, if like Gina Rodriguez afterwards go, oh God, you, you accelerated in the air then, that's kind of wacky. That that only happens in the movies. Like if, if she said that, I'd be kind of okay with it because it's kind of a wink to the audience saying, yeah, we know this is ridiculous. But if there's no wink to the audience saying this is ridiculous, then I don't understand who's it for. Like who watches that and goes, yeah, that makes sense. 
and I'm a, I'm a hypocrite because I love the Godzilla films and they're stupid and silly like that as well but they seem to know that they're ridiculous whereas I don't think Fast and Furious knows it's ridiculous I feel like Vin Diesel thinks he's making something he's making art and, and you know in a sense a lot of it is art but like he, I think he thinks he's making the greatest thing since sliced movies, you know? I think he's just... And, like, I, I saw an article, I only read the title, so I don't actually know if this was a direct quote, but he was saying that he should be considered for Oscars, or it's about time that the Fast and Furious films are considered for Oscars. It's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> what are you talking about? And that's me being a snob, and I don't care, because, no, let's not entertain that. And I think he just... What I do like about Vin Diesel, actually, it's not necessarily what I like about him, but he has a franchise, and I think it it's a very annoying to The Rock that he has a franchise because Vin Diesel has the Fast and Furious movies, and The Rock has has been in Fast and Furious movies, but has tried to like he doesn't really enjoy that Vin Diesel is also in them, um, so he tries to like find other you know. Um, He's always wanted a franchise, The Rock. So he's been in like the Mummy films. He's be, he tried to start a whole franchise with Black Adam. Um, you know, fucking Jumanji. Um, he's now starring in the live action version of Moana. But when the but the girl who played the voice actress of Moana doesn't want to do it because she thinks it'll be insensitive for her to play someone of that culture, which makes Rock look like a massive dickhead, which I love. But The Rock is crying out for a franchise he's so desperate for a franchise he is craving a franchise so much he wants to be the guy that has a franchise and he's just he's just i don't know if it's money it's probably ego but it seems like to me that he's just craving that franchise so much and when black adam tanked which is hilarious when black adam tanked um when he's not really in the fast and furious movies anymore the Mummy didn't do very well. Scorpion King didn't do very well. Um, what else? Like, yeah, um, Jumanji, they're doing two of them. Um, none of his other films have had sequels. Like, it's so hilarious to me that that's happened. And the fact that Vin Diesel's able to have this franchise and it being pretty successful, like, this 10th one's done pretty well, box office-wise. So I kind of... He has his franchise, which I'm kind of happy for him in a weird way. Like, these, all these other, like big meathead like can't react but are action stars aren't don't really have a franchise but he has the fast and furious films and he's grew in guardians of the galaxy so it's also that as well like that must kill the rock that must absolutely kill the rock that he got um he got grew and he's got fast and furious like that's so funny to me that the rock is just desperate for a franchise he wants it so bad and he keeps missing. He keeps taking that L. Oh, something else. I, I'm just dying all over the place now. But something else that happened while I was away was that football is good again. Um, I'm sure. I think there was an episode. I might have cut it out actually because sometimes I cut out the football chat. But there was an episode where I think maybe in the last one where we were talking about how my team had bottled it basically, and we were now in the playoffs. Well, since then we lost four nil in the playoff semi final against Peterborough. Sheffield Wednesday lost four nil. And obviously I'm heartbroken, very disappointed, another season in League One. But we are now like international news because we won 5-1 in the second leg and won on penalties. Like, ah, oh, I'm so proud of my team. Uh, it's good to be, like, Sheffield Wednesday haven't always been the media darlings. You know, like, 
we, obviously the Hillsborough disaster puts a lot of like when people think of Sheffield Wednesday, it's a bit of a sour taste because of the Hillsborough disaster, and that's kind of understandable. But it also means that people talk shit about the club in like ways that they, it doesn't deserve. But yeah, it, it's not always the most like favorable in the media uh, and in people's opinions. But it's really fun and really nice to see people talking about my club in a um, positive way. And in a like a, this is the greatest comeback in football history kind of way. Like it's really fun to be in national news at the minute. And like for a good few days, we were every, everyone was talking about it on Twitter. Everyone was talking about it in the news. It was a really fun few days. Um, and like for me, I was coming back from Paris when the five one game happened. So I was sat on the plane during the game, and the plane was delayed a bit. So I was still like list um, refreshing my phone, and it. Just as we were, ta- it was three uh, nil. Just as we were taking off, and we needed it to be four nil to go to extra times. And just as we like left the ground on the tarmac, going into the air, that's what planes do, everyone. Um, I got a notification to say it was four nil, and I just started going yes, yes. I'd like hit my girlfriend on the leg, like yes, yes, yes. She was trying to sleep. Um, so for the whole journey for the plane ride, I was stressing because I knew I'd gone to extra time. I didn't know what was going to happen, so I was really stressed about it. Like, it was a horrible journey. I was trying to play Mario Kart on the Switch and listen to music, but it just wasn't happening. I was really stressed about it. And then as we, we started, like, descending into uh, the airport back in England. And as soon as we got lower and lower and lower, I was like, refresh my phone, like, when am I going to get service? When am I going to get service? And I got a notification that was, like, full-time 5-1. I was like, what? Oh, my God, it's gone to penalties. And like just as we just as we landed, uh, I think we just like they just missed their penalty or something like that. I think penalties were happening just as we landed, but we hadn't won yet. And then when we were like sat on the tarmac waiting to leave the plane, you know, we won penalties, and it was just a crazy moment of not being able to watch the game and just like just being really stressed out on a plane. It was really crazy, and then to have like the whole world be talking about you. It felt like being a big club, you know? It felt like being a Premier League top six club. It felt... Because I listen to a lot of and watch a lot of um, football stuff. Like, I listen to football podcasts. I listen to... I watch a lot of football things on YouTube. And just people, like, doing content on football. And usually it's only, like, Premier League top six Champions League stuff. Like... Lower leagues don't really get a look in. There's a few like good people, like James Lawrence Walcott does a lot of good stuff with like lower leagues, and there are good good channels and outlets that do good stuff on the lower leagues. But it's very rare that the mainstream and the wider population talk about it. And it was just really nice to hear your club talked about it in such an amazing way when we'd achieved something so incredible. It was really nice to hear that being spoken about. And especially for like then for people on Twitter and the media saying like this is why the lower leagues are the best, this is why the playoffs are something we should implement into the Premier League, like all this stuff. It's it felt I don't know, it just felt I felt proud of my football club and I haven't felt proud a lot because I I was born the year they got relegated from the Premier League and it hasn't been great since. And it felt just for like a, a few days felt really proud. Like we're still in League One, we've still got to beat Barnsley or Wembley. Um, which I've got to buy tickets for today, actually. Um, like, we've, st- we've still got to do... And maybe, I think by the time this goes up, 
is the day we're at Wembley. Anyway, like we've still got to get promoted, we've still got to beat Barnsley at Wembley, but and we, and even then, even if we get promoted, we're still in the championship. It's not like we're at the big time, but it was good to be proud of the football club for like even a brief moment because that doesn't happen that often, and for like people to come up to me at work or just like see um, people texting me saying, oh, "Wow, that was amazing!" It's like, yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you very much. It was amazing, and. I don't know. It just felt good to be proud of something. <laughs> God, that's too sincere. Let's let me make a dick joke to to to, to, to liven this up a bit. No, I'm joking. Um, yeah, I think that's everything I wanted to talk about today. I just kind of wanted to just sit down and chat. I didn't want to watch a film. I didn't want to talk about a film. I just wanted to sit down and chat. I talked about films a little bit. Talked about The Rock and his massive head, and the Vin Diesel and his massive head. And Jason Statham. Oh my god, Meg 2 is coming out. I haven't even seen Meg 1, but the trailer... Tell you what, actually. <laughs> god, I said I was finished, but now I'm talking about Meg 2. Um, Meg 2 looks like one of the films where they're like, this is ridiculous, but we know it's ridiculous. We're going to a wink to camera. That's what I want. That's why I want these kind of films. Like, If you're going to make a silly action film, you've got to give it a little wink to camera. Um, only if it's only if you know it's going to be bad, though. Like, if you if you're making... I don't know, the next Blade Runner film and you're doing a wink to camera, then it's not that fun. Um, actually, that doesn't make any sense because Blade Runner isn't really an action film. Anyway, um, yeah, that's all I'm going to talk about. Quick pit stop, a quick pit stop at the Meg 2 there. Um, it comes out also in June and July, I think. June or July. Um, but yeah, that's all I'm going to talk about today. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Um, podcasting a little bit sparse over the next few weeks obviously I'm going to Poland in a couple of weeks or in like 10 days or something um, so I'm probably not going to get one out before then apart from this one so there's going to be maybe another three or four weeks where there isn't an episode but hopefully it'll give me some time to plan some episodes I want to do some more like not essay episodes but some more like studies so I want to go into like certain genres and you know, I want to talk about normal people, but I want to read the book first. I want to rewatch the show first. There's certain things I want to do. Um, there's a few, like, rankings and stuff that I want to do, especially with, like, Nolan film coming out as well. So we'll see how that goes. But you probably won't hear me again for another month or something just because I'm on holiday and enjoying myself. Um, so if you can allow me that, that would be appreciated, even though no one listens to this podcast. Anyway, if we could leave a rating, leave a review... Tell me that you're enjoying it, or just share it, or even just listen. You know what? Listens enough. I appreciate everyone who listens to this. Um, yeah, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. You'll hear me next week. Bye.